0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to have our final instalment of the way too early coach questions from you guys. I uh, went through, I've answered about 15 or 16 of them. A lot of repeat questions. A lot of people asked about buy planning as well. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I could have answered those ones, but uh, I'm really not sure how I'm going to go about it myself just yet. Waiting to know exactly how many trades we'll get. And then I've got to sit down and really do a heap of buy planning. So to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to go about the buy. As just yet, hence why I haven't answered those questions. I'll be catching up with Timmy over the next couple of days for a few business things. So I'm looking forward uh, to picking his brain as well. I think Timmy's probably the guy to go to instead of me for buy planning, to be honest with you. He's definitely better at that side of things than what I am. So I'm definitely looking forward. To hearing what the great Timmy Williams has to say with beers and break evens not far away from returning about a month and a half away which is super exciting really looking forward to that uh, for 2023 so yeah that's why I haven't answered the bioplanning planning question guys because to be perfectly honestly I'm probably just as lost as you guys until I sit down and have a really hard look at it and work at how I'm going to go about it and talk to Timmy as well but the question that I'm going to answer today the first one comes from Matthew Heaton he says this year's Isaac Tungo. The next question is from Clayton Feeney. It says, is Brayley at the Knights going to have a big year after finding his feet late this season? Liam Wilkes, Sean Johnson, worth a look. Uh, Adam Fraser says, uh, go for the consistency in Ofahengawi or riskier with the likes of Taumalolo? And Joey Eakins says, do you think Hines will back up his fantastic score, his fantastic year of high scores? Josh Ryan, Jack Murchie is a must-have If he locks down 80 minutes, yay or nay. Those are the questions we are going to get stuck into today. Let's kick off with the first one off the bat. Matty Heaton says, this year's Isaac Tungo. Obviously, uh, we spoke about Isaac a lot. We absolutely nailed that last year and we're very, very stoked with how that played out. I I don't think he has reached his peak yet in any way, shape or form. I know that a lot of people are probably doubting it, but I think he will do a lot better this year than what he did last year. I think that in 2023, he will improve. I think he was very unlucky not to score a lot more tries last season. I think that Uh, The vast majority of times this year, he was the decoy man in their left side raids. I don't think he will be anymore, and I think you'll see him come up with a heap more attacking stats. I think, I'm just looking at his average for last year, just going to get that up. I would assume it was around about the 60 mark. I personally think Isaac can push that up around the 70 mark. So his average last year was exactly 60 points. I think he can push that towards the 70 mark next year. I do think he will improve. I think that he'll get much more early ball. I think that him and Taylor may, as much as they connected for a lot of tries... Uh, last year I think they can connect with for more. You have a look at the back end of the season as well. He didn't play the last game and he didn't score a try in the last five games. I think in the first 11 weeks, he was just allowed about nine tries as well. So he's got so much more to offer Isaac Tonga. It's not even funny. Only the one century this year. I'm going to back him in for two or three in 23. I think he's going to go very, very big. I think he's a guy that you can get really good value on uh, when it comes to draft day. you Have a look at his run home. As I said, didn't score a try in the last five, Five odd weeks. uh, Only went above 55 in one of those games. So, a guy that I'm very, very high on. If he scores a try, which he probably will on that left edge for the Panthers, I think you can lock him in for a, uh, you know, 80-odd score next season. I think he's going to do very, very well. Base was fantastic. 35-odd points per game. Uh, And personally, I think he will lift it next year because he won't be running that decoy every time they come down that left edge. But as far as the Isaac Tungo for next year, I'm going to go with my boy from the Dolphins, to. I am very, very high on him. We actually spoke about him in a previous podcast. I think he will be the CTW that everyone is going to want to have. I think he'll be the CTW that you're eventually going to have to make a call. When is he When is he leveled out? But I still think he's got sort of Sifitalikai potential, I think, to have those big big games where he's just unstoppable and he can go 100 plus quite easily. So, uh, Tafade, who a lot of you probably haven't seen play yet, I think he'll nudge a centre spot for the Dolphins next year, and I think he's going to be a must-have guy. Hopefully the Dolphins can utilise him and just get him some good ball. I was really encouraged by uh, Anthony Milford in the World Cup, so that was great to see, and Sean O'Sullivan might not be a superstar, but he just knows how to get the ball around, so hopefully he can get some good ball there. SOS, he has been known to run before passing, though, uh, so There'll be a few things that go into play with it, but I think he'll be a real base start sort of guy with huge upside. I think he's going to break a stack of tackles next season. I think he will be the Isaac Tungo of 2023. Our next question is from Clayton Feeney. says, is Braley at the Knights going to have a big year after finding his feet late last season? I absolutely love a slice of Jaden Braley coming into next season. Uh, He's a guy that I'll be looking at in draft. I don't know about Classic. I'm just waiting to see uh, how it all turns out. I mean, he still finished the season with a 58-point average, uh, but his run home was fucking incredible. He was on fire. In the last five weeks, his lowest score was 59. He played 80 minutes in all those games that's without a preseason under his belt you look at his last five games he went 59 72 66 71 82 uh, so yeah only one score what uh, what one score under 70 in the last four weeks he scored one try uh, throughout those four weeks and he and that was uh, his 71 point score had a couple of attacking stats but I think that's what you can come uh, to expect from Jaden Braley so I do really like him he isn't cheap though uh, he is still gonna be uh, around the 550k probably Potentially even close to 600k around that mark. So he isn't cheap by any means. Uh, But I do think that he can be a guy that can average, you know, 65, 70 next season at hooker. I absolutely, maybe 70 is a bit over the top. Probably 65. If he has a good attacking year, I definitely think he can go huge there. So it'll be interesting to see with Jackson Hastings arriving. He's obviously very ball dominant. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how much attacking stats Jaden Braley is capable of coming up with. But I do think that he's a premier hooker in our game. And I think he's a premier supercoach hooker as well. He showed it at the back end of last season, so whether we have him for Classic or not, I'm not too sure. Probably have to have a look at the Newcastle Knights draw as well, which I'll just get up. If it's a nice draw to start, which I believe from memory it is, so it could be something to consider. I remember talking to Jackson about it a few weeks ago. I think it is a pretty nice start. We'll have a look at the Newcastle Knights. So they go. Warriors, Tigers, Dolphins, Canberra, Manly, Warriors. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it the first few weeks, especially the first three weeks. Uh, the West Tigers as the Dolphins uh, and of course the Warriors in round one I really don't mind that a couple of tough away games obviously going to New Zealand then going to Leichhardt Oval but then they play at home against the Dolphins in round three so I don't mind it for Jaden Braley I like him more so in draft than what I do in classic if he was a little bit cheaper I kind of wish he didn't brain it as much as what he did last season or I wish he would have played a few more games coming off the pine early and he played reduced minutes in his first game after that he went straight back to 80 minutes so that just shows you uh, the sort of training and how fit this guy is when he's got a full preseason under his belt. Uh, I think he's going to be sensational next year. So definitely one to consider. Do not sleep on Jaden Braley from the Newcastle Knights next season. Great question, Clayton. Thank you, brother. Our next one comes from Liam Wilkes. Sean Johnson, worth a look at. A very interesting one. I saw The Whisperer post about Sean Johnson uh, a little bit earlier in the week. I think it was yesterday. Uh, I'm not overly keen on Johnson, to be honest with you. I know that we – I think we get lured into this trap uh, every once in a while, and I just uh, – I don't know. I just can't see it. I'm just not seeing it from SJ anymore. They obviously get to return home, which will be fantastic. Um, And he has got potential. There is no doubt about that. He's a great player, SJ. But I mean, fuck, some of the games that he had last year, I mean, the amount of games when he went sub, like, I'm just having to look through his scores. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's almost 10 games when he goes sub. You know, a 40 point game, which I just don't think you can have that um, in your Supercoach side. He is going to be a little bit cheap in saying that. His average was still 43. I mean, he's going below that half the time anyway. Uh, and look, there's some game, like there's a game here where against, who was it? I just had a look at that game. Against the Melbourne Storm, he had 52 points in creative stats. He got fifty four. I mean, I just, I just don't think you can expect that sort of output from SJ every single week uh, against the Canterbury Bulldogs. He scored a try and had fifty creative stats and got eighty seven. I mean, he, he was on sixty seven alone just from all of his attacking stats. I just, I just don't think you can expect him to come up with this many points. It is a new side. They will be at home, which is an advantage. There is no doubt about that. But I think SJ has only got older, uh, and I, I just don't have faith in this New Zealand team. If SJ comes out early and absolutely kills it, uh, then all of a sudden we can have a different conversation, but uh, I just I, I can't see it personally. I think you'd be pretty mad to go with SJ. Um, honestly, there's like five week stretches six-week stretches where he can't go above 40. I just, I don't know how you could do it. He's not even that cheap, really, 420K. I mean, it's not expensive, but it's not it's not cheap enough for me to even consider SJ, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's with, in his last two games, he scored 10 and 3. So you're pretty heavily discounted there as well. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't look at him. I'm not interested in SJ in any way, shape or form. Good luck to the people that do go down that avenue, but it is certainly not for me, Liam. All right, our next one comes from Adam Martin-Fraser. Uh, go for the consistency in Offengawi, or risk, uh, or riskier with the likes of Tao Malolo. I always prefer the upside players in Tao Malolo, and I'm not sure if you're asking me about Joe Offengawi specifically or if you're just using him as a consistent player example. But uh, I'm a little bit worried about him heading into next season. I think that Brett Camorley showed at the back end of last season that they were blooding a lot of youngsters. So they needed him on the field playing big minutes. Uh, I think that with the guys they've signed, you David Clemens, your Isaiah Popalitis, these sort of guys, I just don't know if there's gonna be those big minutes there for Joe O. I think he can still get, you know, 60 minutes maybe around that mark. I just can't see him pushing into that, you know, eight, you know, 70, 80 minute sort of realm that he was last year. He was just absolutely base stating his dick off. Uh, so for me, I'm not overly keen on Joe O. I think he'll still be good. I think he'll still be a really good draft pickup as well. I think he'll average about 60-odd points, but uh, there was periods of last year where it felt like he was getting a 70 or an 80 every single week or every second week. I just don't think he'll be like that. I don't trust that the rotation is right for Joe O this year, so I don't think he will be that same consistent force. With a couple of injuries, he'd be a really interesting guy at different periods to get on, Uh, but, yeah, he's just not grabbing my attention, to be honest. I think there's going to be too many mouths to feed there at the West Tigers. Jackson Hastings leaving helps him a lot, don't get me wrong. Uh, But if John Bateman walks into that side as well, uh, yeah, I don't know. You've obviously got guys like Fanua Bowl and these sort of guys. Alex Twole comes back into the side too, you've got to remember. So as much as they lose Hastings, they get Twole back. Uh, Fanua Bowl with another year under his his belt. I just, David Clemmer walking in, I don't know. I mean, you're taking out James Tarmer who wasn't playing huge minutes for David Clemmer who will play huge minutes. I'm just not sure if there's going to be the opportunity there for Joe O to go Massive, So uh, he's not a guy that I am looking at as being a consistent guy for next season. I would be very, very, very surprised if at any point in 2023, Joe Ngawi makes his way into my side. I can't see it happening. So in answer to your question, I would probably go with the highest ceiling of Jason Tamalolo next season, playing in that Cowboys side. I thought he was great this year. He's obviously going to have his moments where he gets rested and whatnot. If they're up in big games, he might have a little bit of a spell, especially coming off World Cup and whatnot. Uh, but I think Tamalolo, he's definitely the guy that I would rather go with despite averaging, you know, three less points than Joe Gowie. I think if you would have picked your right moments to play Tamalolo, it uh, probably would have evened up there a little bit, to be honest with you. Or you look at, didn't score a single try last year, Tamalolo, I'm tipping that that will change in 2023. So Tamalolo would probably be my pick there, to be honest with you, mate. And to get Tamalolo at 460k, I really like that value, especially if you see that now, Luciano Le Lua, we're not quite sure what is going on with him. James Tamo comes into this side. He's not really a big minute guy. Uh, so I like it for He's definitely the one I'd be looking at there, mate. Uh, From Joey... Joey says, do you think Hines will back up his fantastic year of high scores? I do, mate. I think Hines will do well. Uh, You've obviously always got to be a little bit cautious after the big season uh, that second year syndrome can play a role. Uh, I think that Hines will still be the same sort of player. He averaged 86 last year. Will he get to those same heights? I'm not too sure, Uh, but I think he'll be a guy that averages at minimum 75. So I still think he will be a classy, classy option. He will obviously lose his fullback uh, uh, dual position, so he will only be halfback, so you'll need to have him competing with other guys. Obviously, Nathan Cleary will be one you'll have in your side. Uh, I think even at a 75 average, Nico Hines is still the next best guy, uh, but I am a little bit worried about the Sharkies, how they're going to come back from such a huge season to going out in straight sets. It could go one of two ways, uh, and as we've said all offseason, history tells us that normally two teams uh, drop out of the top eight that are in it the previous year. I'm not quite sure who those two will be, but the Sharks and the Cowboys who made huge jumps out of absolutely nowhere last season. Uh, They they are the teams that I probably don't know quite enough about heading into next season. I'm not saying they are going to drop out, but I am just a little bit hesitant on both of them because I want to see that consistency over a long period of time, like we've seen from many of the other teams. But if the Sharks are going half decent, if they're playing top eight footy, uh, you know that Nico Hines is going to be fit and he's going to be firing. Had a huge finish to last season, which is going to put him uh, in a pretty expensive uh, pay grade there. You look at his last five weeks, he went... 112, 90, 130, 66, 95. So if you take out the 60, didn't go below 90 in the last four weeks, which is pretty crazy. And even the 66 for a halfback, that's pretty fucking handy. He's just going to keep on ticking over points. He loves to run the ball. He is a goal kicker. He obviously had a couple of shockers off the tee this year, but if he can get that sorted, um, yeah, very, very exciting times for Nico Hines. I do see him getting close to those. I'm not sure if he absolutely reaches them, but I am a little bit worried about that second year syndrome off a huge year just because of how Cronulla's season finished. But uh, look, if you're in a position where you can draft Nico Hines in your comp at like fourth or fifth, I can understand you doing it 100%. I wouldn't push back on it. Uh, I probably wouldn't be drafting him higher than that. I would probably still go your Clearies, your Turbos, uh, potentially your Tedescos maybe in front of him, your Pappenhausens if you're okay with his injury and whatnot. Uh, It's just that second year syndrome stuff after a huge year that worries me a little bit. Last question comes from Josh.Ryan. He says, Jack Murchie is a must-have if he locks down 80 minutes, yay or nay? Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jack Murchie, an interesting one. This name pops up every few years when he's doing he's moving clubs or he's getting a new position or something. Um, I just... I'm not convinced he's going to be an 80-minute guy. He's moved to the Parramatta Eels. There is opportunity there. Isaiah Papaliti, he'll be out of this side now. Ryan Madison's going to miss the first few weeks. So I think you will see Jack Murchie play the first three weeks on an edge. Jermaine Hopgood, I think he's going to play in the 13 to start. So there will be an opportunity for Murchie there. Although I wouldn't be surprised to see Hopgood stay in the side and Murchie eventually drop out, moving Maddo to the edge possibly or moving... um, Moving, uh, yeah, I I just, I I can just see. Murchie dropping out of this side at some point I'm not convinced on him and you know as your question said if he locks down 80 minutes if he absolutely locks down 80 minutes then we can have a different conversation but at the end of the day I we've seen him when he gets 80 minutes locked down playing footy Uh, he's here he scores when he's playing 80 minutes last season 57 that was played through the middle 43 that was played through the middle 53 that was played through the middle Uh, 71 that was played on an edge to to his credit Uh, uh, and then his next two games were 80 minutes on the edge where he got 42 and 37. I mean, they're not fantastic scores. They're, they're, they're not bad, don't get me wrong. Uh, but he's still going to be priced at about four hundred and twenty four hundred and fifty k around that mark by my calculations. I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not convinced that Jack Murchie is this guy. That I know there's a lot of guys in my comp that whenever he becomes available, everyone has a good look at him, everyone gets a little bit excited that this might be the moment. I'm just not convinced he's going to be that guy. Uh, having a look through his scores over the last few years when he plays 80 minutes on the edge, I mean, uh, there's a lot of games where he's picked up attacking stats, uh, which he probably will at Parramatta, to be fair. I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not overly convinced. Uh, there's a couple of games there. Like there's one game here. Where he plays 80 minutes and he scores 10, uh, seven in base uh, against South Sydney. There maybe he got moved around positions. I don't know, but uh, I'm just not. I'm not convinced on Jack Murchie in saying that. He is a back rower coming from the New Zealand Warriors arriving at the Parramatta Eels. Uh, we know how this played out last time with Isaiah Papaliti. But personally, I think if you're looking at a guy joining the Parramatta Eels, I think Hopgood he is your guy. Uh, we tipped him to do very well when he made his appearance for the Penrith Panthers in the last round. We told you he'd be a safe 50 uh, and he absolutely killed it. Just going to get up his stats there. I personally think he could be a 55 to 60 point guy. He's just going to get an opportunity in this team which I think Ryan Madison pulling him out of this side pulling himself out of this team will be great Uh, he played three games this year Jermaine Hopgood uh, 42 minutes against South Sydney with a score of 40 22 minutes against the Warriors with a score of 15 but then in the last game of the year he played 68 minutes he scored 67 points including 63 in base stats I think he also got binned it's got minus 10 here so uh, if it wasn't for that you're probably looking at about a 78 point score or something from Jermaine Hopgood in the last week when he got to play decent minutes. Uh, I think he's going to be an absolute star. I think that he is cheaper than Jack Murchie. I think he's a better player than Jack Murchie. I think he's going to have more opportunity than Jack Murchie. So, uh, if Jack Murchie locks down 80 minutes, we can have a conversation then, but I probably still won't be interested. If Jermaine Hopgood can lock down 60 minutes, I am all over him like white on fucking rice. So, for me, mate, Jack Murchie, he's not the answer for me. He's not the one that I would be looking at. If you're looking for a Parramatta forward, I think Jermaine Hopgood is going to be